Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making Coast of Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. Hey, listen, I wanted to take just a second today to share with you Uh, Some really outstanding shows that we've had over the last uh, week or so. And uh, if you miss those here on 103.1 FM, you can go to the Supertalk Gulf Coast Facebook page, or you can go to the Supertalk Mississippi Facebook page. You can go to your favorite podcast. Um, But I think you'll find them worthwhile. And uh, let me just tell you about a couple of them. We had a great one-hour conversation with Woody Bailey. He's the executive director of the the, uh, Cruise on the Coast. And they recently completed an economic impact study, which was incredible, actually. And it compared back, I think, to, 19, to 2016. They've done four over the years. But in this particular case, it looked at the span between 2016 and uh, 2021. And just a, just a great conversation. Woody's such a dedicated community servant, and I really enjoyed that conversation. I had an awesome conversation with Angela Geis. Reed Geis, most people know him. Wade Geis, the famous civil defense director. Um, her, uh, Wade's grandchild, Reed's daughter, uh, who has gone from coastal Mississippi to um, to Hollywood, <clears throat> has started a company called New Contacts that she started, uh, I think, 16 years ago now. And it was just an awesome conversation. She's doing incredibly important work. Like, for example, if you go to Hulu and watch the Kardashians, I don't, but some people do, uh, all of the branding around that show, the photographs, the promotional stuff that was done around that show, Angela's team did it. She says that at any given shoot, <clears throat> she could have 150 people involved in a shoot. But if, you know, if, you're, if you're starting your own business or thinking about <clears throat> starting your business, the conversation with Angela is one you should go listen to. If you're one Woman, or know a young woman who's thinking about getting into the business. She talks about what it's like to be a woman in Hollywood. And it was a really good conversation. She doesn't, I said, one of the things I said to her was, you know, you have a woman card, but you don't play it. But let's, let's look at your woman card for a second. What's it like for a woman to do business in Hollywood? Just an awesome conversation. I had Jess Shefford from Mississippi Power. We talked about the upcoming a tropical season. Uh, boy, the work that Mississippi Power has to do to prepare for, for tropical storms is truly remarkable, and they've done such a great job. We talked about Hurricane Zeta, which was more than a test. You're talking about half of their customers you know, lacked power because of that incredible wind event that we experienced there, but we talked about that as well. Um, I had a just a really inspiring conversation with Mayor Billy Knight from Moss Point. What an inspiring man he is. And so many leaders in this community across coastal Mississippi are coming to help him. He likes to say that he's planting seeds he'll never enjoy the shade from. But he's he's really focused on the future. He's not interested in getting reelected. He just wants to make his mark. And here's a man in his 80s who could have rode off into the sunset, but he chose not to do it. Just incredible. Had uh, Secretary of State Michael Watson on. We talked about the the. Uh, the Conservation Trust Fund that was passed this past year, and we obviously had a great conversation about the election process and how that's going. Um, and, you know, I could go on. What a what a great opportunity it is for me to really visit with people and uh, learn what makes them tick, see the kind of contributions they're making to coastal Mississippi. Just, just awesome. Of course, I'm the former publisher and president of the Sun-Herald, so I pay very close attention 
to the Sun Herald these days, and um, I'm really proud of uh, reporter Anita Lee. I have a <clears throat> super relationship with Anita. We worked closely together for many, many years when I was at the Sun Herald. But they did an investigative report on the BP funds, the Gulf Coast Restoration Funds. I really want to encourage you to go take a look at that. The headline says this: 53.3 million dollars and 33 jobs, and only 33 jobs. No plan. That's how Mississippi lawmakers are spending the BP oil spill money. I've talked about it a lot here on Coast on Coast View that we've got to get better at identifying transformational uh, transformational goals. I sent the speaker and lieutenant governor a note this morning. I look forward to having them on the show. But I said, let's not look back in the future and say that we blew it. Let's get let's get, let's let's make the necessary refinements to this and move forward. But if you missed that story. Um, go to thesunherald.com, or you can go to, to uh, the, the Coast View site. I posted a link to it. Okay, now I want to share a couple of quick quotes with you that apply to today's guest. First one is from Albert Einstein, and he said this, intellectual growth should commence at birth and, and ease only at death. I thought that was great because I talk about it here. John Harrison is another one I talked to last week the CEO of Hancock Whitney, and we had a, a full hour together. He had a lot to say about the economy, the economic situation, about the energy sector. Uh, boy, if you missed that conversation, you should go listen to it. But he and I t- also talked about the, the older we get, the more eager we are to learn more. You know, that's uh, kind of goes with the territory. And we seek out wisdom in the conversations that we have. And, uh, you know, Albert, I, Albert Einstein is right about that. The next one is uh, from Ben Bernanke. He said, no economy can succeed without a high-quality workforce, particularly in an age of globalization and technical change. And he could not be more right about that. You know, one of the one of our competitive advantages here in coastal Mississippi is that we have uh, incredible work ethics. So if you look across uh, the the industries and the segments that we have access to, we think about Ingalls and Chevron and Stennis, the tourism industry. The clarion characteristic of coastal Mississippi is our work ethic. We're so lucky to have that. And I want to I want you to know too that the people here as a not just work ethic, but they understand this that Jonas Salk said. The reward for well work well done is the opportunity to do more. And I think people here have sort of a loyalty to the work that they do, and uh, and that's one of the things that keep us ticking as an economy. One of the key characteristics of where we are here, though, is that we all have, I say all sectors of the economy, have a great partner at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. And if you've not heard me say this before, uh, it's, it's worthy of saying again, and that is that Mississippi has one of the strongest community college systems in the entire United States. So when you look inside that, the community college system in Mississippi, what you see is Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College is one of the strongest community colleges inside the state of Mississippi. So obviously that what that means is Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College is one of the strongest community colleges in the entire United States. And I'm really pleased to have my friend, the president of uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, Mary Graham, with us this morning. How you doing, Mary? I'm doing great, Ricky. It's great to be on the show again. It's good to see you. When I look back on our conversations, uh, they're always super important. And, um, and you know, what I said about workforce development, I mean, we're not talking about this is just a niche part of the, uh, the community college system. This is a defining characteristic of the community college system, isn't it? It certainly is. We actually have an entire campus, an entire division dedicated simply to workforce training. Um, and so, a lot of students engage in that as well, right? Oh, actually... 
Rick, we have more students in the non-credit workforce training sector of our institution than the academic sector. So, did, um, did you hear what she just said? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you think of you think of Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College as an opportunity to get a great two-year degree in a number of different fields, or a two-plus-two program where you could go your first two years of college, like I did, and then go to a, a you know USM State, Ole Miss, or wherever you choose to go. Uh, you think of that, the college, and then you think of workforce development. I mean, you think of it maybe being just a niche, but she said now there's more people in the workforce development side than there is on the uh, on the traditional educational side of the of the university. That's that's significant. You know, Mary, you heard what I said about you have one of the best community college systems in America, but but you do play on a national stage, don't you? We do. We're very fortunate to be engaged at the national level. We're very involved with the American Association of Community Colleges. We've received National Science Foundation grants. We've had a lot of resources uh, through nationwide networks that have come into our institution. And you know better than anyone, Ricky, you have to network in order to draw the resources back to Mississippi. Um, and you have to do the work. And the more that you do, the more that you're uh, spotlighted, the more nationally uh, you draw attention into Mississippi. And and we've been very fortunate. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this last time or if it had even happened, but Gulf Coast received a grant for $20 million from the McKenzie Scott Foundation um, just because of the work we're doing here in Mississippi. So uh, it's being recognized nationally. And again, I say it's the great people we have here at Gulf Coast. Well, congratulations. I think I think it's it's uh, it's worthy of saying um, one of the things that Angela Geis and I talked about, and she said that she called it her her coast of Mississippi or South Mississippi DNA, mm-hmm. and that is the ability to work in in uh, in Hollywood. Now, this could be anywhere. This, I'm going to apply this back to you here shortly, but and to develop relationships. I mean, really authentic. Uh, enduring relationships where uh, a characteristic of that relationship is just being nice to people, having a good relationship with them. And she says, you never know. You never know how that's going to pay back. I often say that it amazes me the people who burn bridges because what goes around comes around. And, you know, if you look at the success of Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, a lot of it has been has been uh, has occurred because you've done such a great job through your team of reaching out to the business community, reaching out to the community college system in Mississippi, and as you point out, just here uh, nationally, and then it led to a $20 million grant from McKenzie Scott Foundation. That's incredible that you've been able to accomplish that. You know, Ricky, one thing about living on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, there's so many opportunities to partner with big industry, with small businesses and we make it a part of our mission to reach out to these entities because we want them to know that Gulf Coast Community College is here to support them, to help build their workforce, to fill any void that they may have in terms of workforce training. And again, we make a tremendous effort to make sure that we're doing it and doing it well. You can't just talk about doing it. You have to be really good at it. Our folks you don't have, you do. That. And you got to listen carefully. And you got to be willing to make the changes to your strategic plan. Sure. We'll come back uh, to that aspect here shortly when we continue our conversation with Mary Graham from Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. See you after this. His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast. You have Mary Graham with me from Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. And, you know, it's always interesting, Mary, 
the conversations we have during the break. And, and what I find is that one conversation leads to another, leads to another, and there's an accumulation of knowledge. And, of course, you and I were talking about Angela Geis and some of what she taught us in the interview that we had with her. Uh, it's so important. You know, when, if you bring those Mississippi sensibilities wherever you go, you still gotta, you still gotta deliver. <laughs> that that opens the door and it creates great relationships. But then you gotta be smart as hell, and earn the respect and opportunity to be able to serve a large constituency. And you know, we were mentioning before we went to break about how listening, really listening to your stakeholders, leads to uh, changes in your strategic plan. You guys have always been really strategically focused, but you have what I refer to as a living document, a living strategic plan, which is to say it's never set in stone. New inputs come in and can change things. It could change things in some cases, maybe dramatically, but it leads to a lot of new programs at, at the college. Uh, how, how, what's, what's the latest on new programs? You know, Ricky, we're always looking to start new programs, but you, you hit on a, an issue that's critical that we listen to our stakeholders and we watch the job market to make sure that if there is a void, a great example right now is a new LPN apprentice program. We're one of the first in the state of Mississippi to offer a healthcare program in an apprenticeship model. So with Singing River Hospital, we have a group of individuals who are learning to be LPNs while they're working on the job. And so they have the opportunity to, to get paid for the job they're doing and to receive benefits all the while they're training to be an LPN. Once they become an LPN, they'll be on a track to become an RN. So again, a lot of people just can't stop working and go to school. So this um, old apprenticeship model of training has kind of resurfaced and it's such an effective method of educating individuals. It's working and learning and you know, being in a cohort of support and having an industry guarantee you the opportunity to work. But Martha, what's I mean, uh, Mary? What's important about what you said is this: that this whole notion of listening. And you know, the pandemic. Think of the pressures the pandemic put in in the medical field. It put pressures on all of us, but especially in that arena. And being able to turn on a dime. I mean, the shortage of nurses and all the issues that they were having to have a program. I'm sure you guys probably put that together pretty rapidly in the scheme of things. Uh, but to be able to respond did. to a need like that so so rapidly, gosh, that's so important, isn't it? It is important. And then you have to have partners who help you uh, work through the obstacles because come there's state regulations that don't allow for certain things. So when you have your partner, a multi-billion dollar hospital system working with a multi-million dollar institution, your voice is heard quite, you know, more clearly, I should say. So having great partners helps you really maneuver through a lot of obstacles that a lot of community colleges may face and can't overcome. So we've been very fortunate. Our partners um, speak highly of the work we do, and so they're able to help us get things done. Well, you look at, okay, a lot of our conversation to this point has been um, how you've strategically positioned the community college to, to meet the needs of a growing list of stakeholders, et cetera, and the strategic focus. But let's look inside for a second, because at the end of the day, the students are what matters the most. How do students compare uh, with, I mean, give me, some, give me some, some metrics or some qualitative judgment on how the students are doing. Students are doing well. You know, a lot of students, the new challenge for students in college, not just at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, but 
in general in higher education. Students are struggling um, coming off the heels of COVID with mental health issues, um, Ricky. And I think that's a really big issue in community colleges today. They've been isolated. They've been in virtual learning environments. They haven't had exposure. Uh, they haven't interacted socially and had the opportunity to interact with instructors face to face. So we're dealing with some of that and trying to put some, um, some, you know, some healthy opportunities in place, some support services in place to to stand those students up and support those students should they encounter that. Now that's a small segment of our community college system, but we do have residential housing. So basically we have them 24 seven. So we wanna make sure that we're supporting them in all ways possible. But our students are, I would say smarter than ever. You know, the average students coming to us with higher ACT scores, uh, our retention rates are greater than they've ever been. People are staying with us to complete those degrees. We're serving, you know, minority markets in a big way. And so um, it's a challenge every day. But as you said, you have to pivot and adjust to the market that you serve. You have to pivot and adjust to the, the workforce that you serve and the industry. And so it's all about being um, flexible in this environment. And so we've done that. Students are doing better than ever. We just graduated almost 200 nurses in May. So in, in the healthcare profession, several other different types of majors, but we're pushing folks out into the workforce as quickly as possible. Well, you know, one of the things that's always been true about the community college system in Mississippi is that it's a pretty affordable education when you compare it to other, uh, you know, comparable education. But you, but you still work to try to offset college costs. So talk a little bit about that. Well, let me tell you one thing I'm really excited about in addition to the McKenzie Scott dollars. But we applied for a National Science Foundation grant. And this is where relationships at the national level really come into play. We received a $1.5 million grant, starts in August. So a student who majors in any field related to technology or the STEM field can go tuition free. So you think about that, we have 56 different career and technical programs. So it covers a lot of that space. And so basically, if you wanna get an education, a two-year degree at Gulf Coast, we can find a way to help you pay for it. Uh, we've got that scholarships, awesome. we've got grants, we've got lots of opportunities. Listen, <laughs> I've always been blown away with your athletic programs, how do you do it? Every time I turn around, there's some other national ranking. You know, what? how do you do it? What, what is, what's the secret sauce to the incredible success of athletics at Gulf Coast? You know, um, we have great coaches. It starts with your coaching staff. And, and we also have to have really impressive facilities. You know, curb appeal is important. And so we, our board has invested quite a lot of money into improving our athletic facilities. So when you're recruiting those really outstanding athletes and you walk them through our facilities and through our dorms and our new cafeteria, those are things that matter um, that students can relate to. Uh, but first and foremost, you have to hire the right coaches. You have to have a spirit of competitiveness. You know, you know me, Ricky, I'm super competitive. I wanna win at marbles. You know, I wanna win at everything that we do at Gulf Coast. So. Um, that culture has been built at Gulf Coast Community College for years. We, we want to win. We were just a few strokes away from winning the national championship in golf this year. I mean, we were so stinking close. But we'll be there next year. And, you know, the, the pressure's on. We did well in tennis. 
plan to win a national championship in football this year. So um, we really put a lot of pressure on our coaches to win, but we give them the support that they need to do that. That's so cool. You got that great, you know, not, we've talked about it before, that great new entrance to the, to the uh, school there, uh, man, at the main campus. Wow. That is so impressive. And it, you know, that also feeds into the whole athletic experience, whereas you don't have to drive down the old, uh, you know, <laughs> train track, you know, right. cross over that way. Such, such an yeah. incredible entrance. Hey, listen, in the short time we have left, how, how are things going in terms of looking toward the future? You know, things are really looking great for Gulf Coast. We just approved a multi-million dollar capital building plan. Uh, a lot of what we'll do is renovation this year, making sure our facilities are up to speed, that they're safe for our students. You know, there are a lot of safety concerns with all the things going on in the news. So we're always um, trying to do better in that arena. So things are looking really great. We have great faculty. Students are enrolling at a faster pace than ever. We've got more programs to offer. We're offsetting cost of tuition. So I would say things are great at Gulf Coast. Well, you know this. We've talked about it many times before, but I'm a proud member of the Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College Hall of Fame. Um, I, I, at the time when I decided to change my major from uh, business, excuse me, from, from medicine, I was in pre-med, to business, Gulf Coast, my father had just passed away. Gulf Coast Community College was in the right place at the right time for me. Um, I was able to get scholarships. All, you know, ultimately got a full scholarship to Southern because of the way I performed at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. But the combination of, you know, the, the incredible focus I got, and I went to the at the old Jeff Davis campus. I guess it's called the, the uh, Harrison County campus now. Yeah. Is that what you call it? Mm -hmm. And um, the, the the focus that I got there, the incredible instruction I got there from people like Miss White and Mr. Stamps and these incredible people. Um, they prepared me so well. And and I often said when people said, you know, how how well were you prepared? Te be honest about that. When you got to Southern, what what was the situation? I said. Wow, I would actually say that I was overprepared because I got to Southern. It was actually easier to me than Gulf Coast Community College. I mean, it was I had I had demanding instructors, really demanding instructors, and um, and they and they helped me, and that set the stage for the rest of my career, and I never will forget it. And if anybody's thinking about it, I don't care what your age is, never you're never too old to continue your education or change your your career focus or whatever. You've got this great community college right here in our backyard and the opportunity to succeed are great because of the incredible focus that they have and the leadership they have. Anyway, I just wanted to add that at the end. Mary, it's been a terrific opportunity to catch up with you. We need to get together more often. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate your kind words. This has been Mary Graham. We'll see you after this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.